Tin Can Podcast presents The Twelve Plays of Christmas Christmas Cracker by Mark Brown Cruel bastards What the hell am I supposed to do with a Christmas cracker? I've been able to pull one for years If they want me to feel part of the festivities Why don't they find a real cracker to put on my knee? Probably have more chance of putting Raquel Welsh hate Christmas. Easily the most condescending holiday. Sat here while my family take turns in entertaining me. Tolerating more like. At no other point do I feel more of a burden than I do now. Strange considering I used to quite enjoy being a burden. Ordering people around. Things change. I change, they change. I know what they're thinking. He's had a good run, but it's so sad to see him like this. It'd be better if he just peacefully slipped away. God damn right it would. I'd have done it myself if I could move. I mean, that's the worst thing. I have power over nothing. Not my legs, my life, not even my bowels. I'm at the mercy of patronising relatives and doctors. Six major campaigns in World War Two. A 55-year marriage, three daughters, eight grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, all overshadowed by the towering achievement of a regular bowel movement. Is this to be my legacy? Full colostomy bag and an unpulled cracker? Is this how I'm to be treated until the much-anticipated day when I slip peacefully away? Is it my lot? to suffer intrusive fingers and inane questions like whether or not I fancy my new nurse. As if they're fantasising for me. If I know one thing, it's that young people don't think about old people having sex. And I don't blame them, it's almost as repellent to me as it is to them. Wisdom and experience may be attractive, but saggy tits are saggy tits. But whoa, my new nurse, no sagginess there. The one prick of light in my dwindling existence. Or the light in the dwindling existence of my prick. Skin so tight you can play a tune on it. And an arse like two piglets fighting in a sack. I pray to God every day to give me one glimpse of that arse. Just once more before the clock stops. In fact, if God could make that the reason it stopped... I would be very grateful. What a way to go, happily erect. Well, as erect as I'm able. I don't think. I've had a full one since... Oh, no. 1992. (laughs) Physically, anyway. There have been a few moments in the past few years where I've been mentally, if not actually upright... My grandson's 17th birthday party. Ho-ho! The one bonus of being a weak old man, teenage girls aren't threatened by you. They don't mind if you playfully drag them onto your knee for a chat. I mean, I know it's pity, but pity that, Pert, I will gladly accept. Of course, it doesn't happen now, now that I'm just a brain in a broken box. Old age. The most feared disease in the world. No way to prepare for it. The ruthless killer that will turn each and every one of us into a leper. 
at being so repulsive even your family will recoil from your touch. It sneaks up on you when your back is turned. One day you're watching your daughter come into the world, the next you're watching their daughter come into the world. And before you know it, you're clutching your shoulder and telling yourself that it's only a panic attack. You aren't old enough. It's too soon. It's nothing. Because despite your aching, throbbing limbs, you still feel young. Despite everything taking three times as long to do, you still feel fit. Despite the world speeding up, you still feel on the ball. But these are mental illusions. Delusions of a mind in decline. You have contracted old age. You've come down with life. And all of a sudden, the person in the mirror is no longer you. The rotting fruit staring back at you is as far removed from the mental image you have of yourself as it could possibly be. But hey, who am I to complain? Apparently, I've had a good run. Which I suppose is true. 84 years is a long time to be in one place and I can't deny I am a bit bored. Change of scenery would be nice. New people, new atmosphere. Uh, not that I wouldn't miss everyone. There's a comforting stability in the monotonous nagging of my wife. Even now, as I sit here, unable to do a single thing for myself, well, except enjoy the warm feeling of my colostomy bag filling up against my leg, she still has a go. Whether it's not eating enough or snoring too loudly. And for that, I will love her eternally. Because with her, I'm a person. Well, I'm not sure whether it's love or knowledge that she isn't far behind me and doesn't want anyone treating her the way they treat me. Like a child. I love my daughters more than life itself, but I want to throttle myself with my ivy every time one of them calls me a grumpy old man. Tragically, the phrase, you're not too old to go over my knee, no longer applies. I'm too old and they're too big. It would end in tears and a trip to the emergency room via the laundrette. I'm bored. You never realise how much you enjoy conversation until you can no longer have one. What I wouldn't give for some banter. I was always good at the banter. My wife used to call it arguing, but it wasn't. It was banter, playful banter. Talking to yourself just isn't the same. There are no surprises. I suppose at my age, nothing much is surprising. Everything has been... And what's to come isn't going to come as a shock. You know that life is shit when you count your breaths like they were the second hand of a clock connected to a bomb. Except this bomb has no chosen time to go off. It's a teaser bomb that'll wait till the moment of premium inconvenience before it explodes in your face. Not in my sleep, not a heart attack on the street. It'll be when the nurse comes in to give me a foot massage. In one half hour a week, when I get to pretend I'm not just a head on a stick. One ticklish second as she applies the first dab of goop to my feet. One glimpse of lacy cleavage, and then fade out. Yes, hopefully I manage one tiny groin or twitch before my heart tells me, not this time, Grandpa, and then black. 
but as long as I get a glimpse of Lacey Bra, it might be okay. What time is it? Why does she insist on putting a watch on me when I can't even lift my sleeve to check it? Is it to tease me? A blunt metaphor to show how time is hidden from me? To remind me I can never know how long I've got or how long I've been here? I live in stasis. Still, I did get some very nice socks for Christmas. Armani. Expensive. Silky. Bit thin, though. Not exactly perfect for a crippled old man in winter, but at least I look good. Wish they'd told me they were getting them before I had the stroke. I'd have made sure I was wearing them when they burned me. The wife will probably dress me for that little event. She's been doing it most of my life, so I can't see death being any different. I just hope she has some taste. I mean, if God does exist, he's the kind of man you want to make a good first impression on. Not that I've ever been a great believer, but you get to the point in your tenure when you start to reassess things and cover your bases. I mean, can't hurt, can it? I can string a good line of bullshit if I have to. Oh, yes, Lord, I've been a good person, pure as the driven snow. What is driven snow? I mean, that's just one of the million questions I still want to ask but will never get an answer for. I've been going to church a lot more recently. Not my own choice. But my wife has been wheeling me down to that prominent position between the pews every Sunday since I got out of hospital. She was always more spiritual than me. But this sudden interest in the great beyond smacks of desperation. She's probably just covering her back like me. I think she's got enough going on to know that God isn't going to cure me or extend her life any. And what would be the point? We're both retired. We no longer have anything left to offer the world, healthy or otherwise, except a physical reminder of times past and pains to come. I would imagine he would have more worthy people to attend to. If God or Santa do exist, then I hope they think I've been a good enough boy to give me the present I want the most. My dignity. No crying, no crowd, no pity for the man I once was. Just a bit of respect for the man I still am. That's all. Ah, here's little Maddie, the best great-granddaughter you could wish for. The only other one who treats me like a person. One and a half and running around like a mad thing. Oh, there's so much I want to tell you, Patty. But I guess I'll have to leave that to your mum. She'll do a good job. Takes after her mother. What's that, sweetie? Can you have my cracker? Of course. Oh, shit, I forgot. I can't talk. Let's try a nod. This was Christmas Cracker, written by Mark Brown, starring Christopher Pryor, directed by Emma Blundell, engineered and scored by Frederick Fournier. This was a Tin Can Podcast production.